0: Episode. We hope everybody is pumped for season three coming soon, but just to make the wait a bit easier, we've got a few mini sodes. By the time you're listening to this, I imagine Vic has one out already. And for today's mini I have a good friend of the podcast, Ben, formerly from Extreme Horror Replay, and hopefully one day soon. Go ahead. I know you've had to delay things for now, Ben, but we are hoping to hear that ASAP. And for this discussion, Ben chose 1981's Bloody Moon, a Spanish-German slasher film. Also goes by the name of Dice Age Detorts, which translates as The Saw of Death. If that doesn't sound like a good time, then what is? So hopefully everybody enjoys this quick chat about bloody moon these episodes are going to be structured a little bit differently from a regular episode of radio nasties and it's more of a thoughts and feelings discussion so we hope you enjoy
1: hey ben how's it going that's going man i'm anxious to get this going anxious to get this started yeah it's definitely uh, an interesting one to talk about you know okay i did a little bit of research after i watched the movie and this guy jess franco or jesus or jesus franco or whatever he goes by he's got like i think it was 340 movies under his name <laughs> yes yeah, he's a lot. directed and li- probably every one of them was like a 5.0 or less on imdb every one of them had titties on the cover (laughs) so (laughs) he's got his he's got his niche and he's stuck with it very well very much
0: yeah when we decided on the film i instantly recognized the director's name from vampires lesbos so i knew we were getting into some sleaze
1: you know i recognized the name but i didn't I didn't really dig into what he had done before. I mean, because you and I both have the Severn copy. So I recognized his name from the Severn website and, and being some of the sleazier uh, titles that they have. So
0: for these minisodes, I've asked my guests to pick the film. So
1: do you want to go ahead and explain why you have chose Bloody Moon? Well, basically because I had never seen it before. And originally I thought it was Italian. Now I know Vic... Doesn't like the Italian movies, but you have a very a soft spot in your heart for the Italian gore and sleaze. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I originally thought this was an Italian movie. It, as it turns out, it's Spanish. I guess so. Yeah,
0: Spanish, German, from what I can um, what I've heard.
1: So that's really why I picked it, just because I thought it was Italian, and 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 you know I owned it for probably a year and a half but had never watched it so i figured what the hell
0: good excuse to uh finally stick it on yeah yeah right because you did say when we were back and forthing about the film you were like oh let's do something italian but while it's not italian it has that italian
1: feel to it 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 definitely does have the italian feel yeah very similar
0: Um, to something like pieces which is also a Spanish film, but it definitely feels there like was a,
1: there was a a bad giallo feel to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's um, you know not not to get too much into pieces because uh, I believe we've both done episodes on them. Yeah, yours is better than ours though. <laughs> it's a really, I mean, maybe good's not the best word, but it's a it's an interesting sort of cross between giallo and slasher.
1: I felt would this one or no pieces
0: pieces, pieces. yeah I love pieces oh that, I love That's pieces. such a fun movie I don't even liked that more than I was expecting
1: <laughs> this one wasn't bad but the uh, man I don't know <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen women so horny in a movie (laughs) before that wasn't porn. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I mean,
0: I wouldn't be surprised if this, uh, Jess Franco guy has directed
1: porn films before. If you, if you probably, if you went deep enough, deep enough into his, uh, filmography, I'm sure there's something that would definitely fall under the pornographic category.
0: Yeah. I, I was looking for his films and then I got, like to the late 60s, and I was like, I can't scroll anymore. This this guy's directed too much. <laughs> yeah. Funn- yeah funnily was, enough, the film bad. that I'm going to be doing another minisode with Daniel from the Creeper Crap podcast, the director of that film has also himself directed over 100 films. So it's, okay. it's almost like we've coincidentally <laughs> got, got a loose theme going. Well, shoot.
1: Now I got I wonder... <laughs> Can you say? Will you say, or do I have to wait?
0: I mean, in podcast time, you'll you'll find out next week. But in real time, uh, there could
1: be a bit of a wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I'll wait it out then. I'll wait it out.
0: So yeah, the, the the film we're discussing is 1981's Bloody
1: Moon. Probably one of the higher rated movies in his filmography.
0: Yeah, it had a, it had a high five, I believe, on a uh, IMDb five. Yeah in the higher range. In Germany, this film was known as Die Sage Detox, which translates to The Saw of Death, which personally I <laughs> felt was a better title.
1: True, but there was only one Saw Kill, so spoilers. Yeah, but more Saw Kills than Bloody Moons. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. There was no Bloody, there was
0: Moons. No bloody Moons. So I think uh, The Saw of Death was a much more <laughs> a uh, appropriate title.
1: Yeah, if you break it down that way, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. It's a
0: slasher <laughs> film from 1981.
1: And and... One. and as we said, it's it kind of falls in that like pseudo giallo genre.
0: Yeah, it's got it's it's got a few elements of a giallo film. It's got it doesn't quite have the straight on mystery elements that you would typically find in the giallo film but it's sort of got like a mystery twist to it if that makes sense right whereas you right. Know, usually a giallo film it's a lot of first person kills you've got like the the whole trope of the
1: the black glove killer yeah looking looking through the eyes of the killer kind of thing
0: yeah whereas this one makes you think you know who the killer is and then it tries to Grab you at the end, like ah, oh, you were wrong. This
1: was the killer all along. Yeah, I'm still not sure who the killer was, and I watched <laughs> it just yesterday. <laughs> from what uh, I could tell, from what I could tell, there was
0: uh, two killers.
1: Uh, well, right, yeah. Well, I mean, technically
0: three. Okay, who's the third one then? So you've got the main guy with the disfigured face, Scarface. I call yeah, him. Yeah, who you're led to believe throughout the film is the killer. Right. Because the first kill his... is by him.
1: Is by him, definitely yeah. by him. And
0: then throughout the rest of the film, it's leading you to believe that this guy is the killer.
1: Well, right, because uh... he gets out of the insane asylum.
0: Yes. Wh- and uh... and his,
1: sister, his sister gets him out. And I call, I just called her Big Eyes.
0: <laughs> yeah, Yeah, so... I, I will put my hand up and uh, call out. I cannot remember anyone's name in this film. It's one of those films yeah. where it's just like, this is that guy. This is that guy. J- just as a, as a warning, there will be spoilers in this. There won't be as many spoilers as a typical full-length radio nasties, <laughs> but there will be the odd spoiler. So, yeah, you've got Scarface, as you call him. You've got the, the twist character, who is the teacher cuz all the the female uh, characters are at like a spanish
1: learning course it's a, yeah it's a language school a spanish teaching a spanish language school
0: and then you've got the mentally handicapped guy who gets a killing at some point uh paco paco yeah there you go
1: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, de- he definitely dishes
0: out one kill so three killers one film sounds like a uh sounds like now, t-
1: w- now okay now wait a second did he actually get the kill, or did he just pick up the tool i know what i you're get referring the to.
0: i get the impression that he got the
1: kill okay, i feel like see, i'm the, thinking he just picked up the tool afterward
0: it's the look in his face that makes me think he got the kill I well, think yeah. this. I think he always te- looked,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looked I, the I think it the was...
0: teacher has got him to help do the girls. Okay. That's the impression so, I got, all
1: right. See, so what I was thinking with, and I know exactly which one you're referring to with that clamp or whatever, uh, which I have no idea what that would be used for in real life, but I mean, so it looked I looked like it, some sort of medieval torture device. Well, it did, but it was like, how would you describe it, like scissors. Uh, like hinged clamp, almost, but it well, had like spikes in the. Yeah,
0: well, th- this leads me to believe that it could be Paco because he's like sort of like a handyman for the uh the, the yes. campus. So, I definitely, I, I really think that was his kill. I think the okay. the teacher's just been like, "Hey, do you want to have a bit of fun?" And kill these
1: people for me oh see i didn't get that i just figured he found the the tool after after the fact
0: yeah but I, i'm i'm not sure the teacher would be careless enough just to leave his murder weapons around it's a possibility but then did he leave the knife in the nipple
1: <laughs> there are some actually very inventive kills in this one i i i i, I have to say <laughs> the
0: the kills are definitely the highlight of the film let's just say that
1: yeah, and and what did you say the bl- the bloody saw of death or whatever? Yeah, the the German title is the Saw of Death. Okay, yeah, that one was very good. I just i I wish there was a better transition between oh, that the and the, real the, life... the mannequin
0: head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it I was wish so there was sloppy a better
1: transition.
0: If um, I was doing it, I would have had the camera pointing at the head instead of the face. Right you could get away i think you could have got away with that because it was an interesting kill and it was very bloody but as soon as as you mentioned the transition it just cuts to this blatant mannequin head
1: now see and and that's another thing that that leads me to believe is because italy is known for their their granite and their marble especially more so their marble now the kill that we're discussing, the one with the giant wet saw, the giant tile saw or yeah. rock saw, I should say. See, I would have thought just based on that that uh, scene alone that this took place in Italy because of that saw. I don't know if there's you know Spanish marble or Spanish granite or whatever, but definitely Italian. Because Italy is known for their marble and their stone and you know stuff like that, so maybe that. Maybe why I, it I definitely,
0: was I definitely think it is set in Spain though, because the girls that are coming to learn are always going on about the Spanish boys and whatnot.
1: Man, these girls are freaking horny as hell.
0: <laughs> oh God, yeah, that the the scene where she's faking having sex with Ralph is just like,
1: what the hell is going on? Oh, Inga, yeah. She's the one who gets her head cut off by the wet saw. <laughs> yeah,
0: I thought that was a good little transition. Yeah, because there's a scene where she's supposed to be meeting up with Ralph, who was the same guy from the beginning of the film with the opening kill. But for whatever reason, this dude doesn't show up. So the girl just decides to fake having sex. And it's like she was waiting for all of her mates to show up at the door. And then she's just jumping up and down on the bed's, You know, just making uh, 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 noises over and over and over again. And just going on about how good it feels. She even goes to the trouble of going into a wardrobe, picking out a perfectly nice garment and starts ripping it off, not saying, like, yes, yes. Yes, rip all my clothes off.
1: Yeah, like you were saying, <laughs> she was. Yeah, ripping apart clothes and yeah. Oh, oh, Ralph, you know, throw my clothes off and
0: break into a house to watch them bang. <laughs> right. And it's like, can this girl not have a bit of privacy while she's having a fake sex?
1: Well, right, and and like you said, they catch her and they start making fun of her. But and then in the very next scene, she's off with. Well, she ends up getting killed, so she's off with the killer. Yeah, she just meets this guy in a black mask, goes
0: away with him, thinks, yeah, I'll fuck this guy, goes to the trouble of letting him tie her up, and she's like, oh, cool, yeah, I'm into this kinky shit. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm down for everything. And am like, he's going to cut your head off.
1: Yeah, and in the meantime, she's wearing this slinky, see-through, uh, silky shirt. And, you know, who? well, I mean, ultimately, she ends up getting killed, but every one of these women, okay, we haven't brought up Antonio yet because he's like the red hair oh, as well. Oh,
0: God, yeah, everyone is over Antonio.
1: And I, I, I wrote down a quote. I'm going to have to find it here right now. Oh, they're going to the disco party, or the disco dance, or whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> and Angela goes to the party, and one of the other girls says, what would you say if we let you have a go with him? And then Inga says, yeah, he's the he's the gardener, the tennis ace, and the best piece of property that the club owns. So these girls are like—I mean, they are hot after him, like <laughs> like no one I've ever seen.
0: I mean, fair play to him, but he's—he's he's not that much of a catch.
1: Well, uh, maybe it was different in the '80s. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe uh, girls were just af- just after Spanish gardeners in the early '80s.
1: Maybe that was what was in. Well, he was also a tennis ace. Don't forget that.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, he can't be that good if he's not professional. (laughs) All right. What is it with Spanish horror films and tennis? There was a lot of tennis. I was just going to say, yeah.
1: Pieces, tennis, yep. Are the Spaniards like big uh, big tennis fans? Uh, You know what? I wouldn't be able to tell you that definitively.
0: So as we said earlier, this, this film is definitely, you're in it for the kills and really... There's not that much else positive to say about this film.
1: Nah. Well, no. I mean, we didn't even bring up Aunt Megabitch. This about- lady, this lady was a bitch. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, she only no- in it for a uh, brief moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, like her introduction scene out of nowhere. She's just talking to the uh, the big-eyed bitch, as you called her. Yeah, she's big like, eyes. You ain't getting any inheritance for me when I die, and she's like, "Um, yeah, okay, I wasn't expecting it. Well, you're not getting any when I die. You're getting nothing. Like, well, okay." She yep. says,
1: "You're all about you're all about trying to take this away from me. Well, this is my idea, and and so and so's or whoever. Yeah. Oh man, that lady was a bitch. The thing of course, that... then she ends up getting lit up in bed. So yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, quite literally. And that's where the film sort of." Got to me, I was like, Well, what are you doing? Because after her death scene, there's several scenes where you see the big eyed bitch pushing her around in her wheelchair, her around, yeah. and it's like, pushing We know she's dead, we've seen you kill her. And then there's this big revelation at the end where you see like her charred body, and you're like, right. Yeah, we know she was burnt to death, you showed us that.
1: <laughs> right, I, I yeah, feel like it... the
0: twist could have almost worked if they didn't show us that kill. And it's like, well, we know yeah, she's dead.
1: Then you would have thought maybe it was her.
0: Exactly. It's like, could you imagine if in Psycho, the opening scene, you see Norman Bates killing his mother, and then you get to the <laughs> twist, like, oh, his mum's been dead this whole time. It's like, oh, yeah. right. you you showed us, you showed us her, her being killed.
1: Yeah, we kind of, yeah, we remember that from a so half I, hour I, ago.
0: Yeah, I don't know what they were, they were going for <laughs>
1: for that. Oh, man. Yeah. So, I mean, the kills, I think, were some of the best I mean, well, was well, the kills and the boobies. Because, yeah, there wasn't really much more. Well, that, I mean, even, well, they did kill a little boy. So that was kind of.
0: <laughs> yeah, because there's a little kid who tries to help the woman who's, who gets sawed to death. He even manages <laughs> to turn it off and then it just instantly comes back on. And then well, after the killer,
1: that. The, yeah, the killer shows up and he turns it back on. So, and I love right before the boy runs away, he actually, he kicks the, the killer in the foot yeah. and then he takes off.
0: Yeah, the it's <laughs> like, right, I've tried, I'm off skis, I'm out of here. <laughs> right. But th- this fucking bastard, not only does he manage to cut this woman's head off, he even manages to get back in his car in time to run the poor little kid over. Yeah, he looked like Danny
1: from uh, The, sh- the Shinnin'. The <laughs>
0: I mean, it was a year after, you never know. Was it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't him, it wasn't him.
1: Well, no, I know it wasn't him, but it definitely looked like him. Oh, man. But, yeah, some of the kills, who was it? Well, I mean, Inga gets her head taken off by the saw. Um, You've got the girl who gets
0: stabbed right through the nipple. From The the knife goes into the back and then comes out of a nipple.
1: Yeah, that was Ava. Um, You had the opening kill with a
0: burnt face man who stabs woman to death with scissors oh yeah like totally like guts her (laughs) that's one of the that's one of the stupidest things about this film it's the intro to the film there's this couple the guy's wearing a mickey mouse mask yeah and he's getting with his girlfriend and she's like i'll take the mask off so she chucks it on the floor burnt face man comes in sneaks takes the mask puts it on goes up to some other girl she's like oh ralph i thought you had a girlfriend but yeah i'm totally down for this i've wanted to <laughs> fuck you for ages right. not even acknowledging that this guy's body type is completely different to ralph's different hair different, different body everything <laughs> yeah. it's like is she that fucking wasted she saw oh mickey mouse mask that must be ralph
1: yeah i'm gonna jump his bone we didn't even get into the whole ancestral. uh well uh, oh between... trust
0: trust me i
1: was i was gonna bring it up i was gonna bring it right. up
0: <laughs> okay so but face well, see... man takes the the girl to bed and they're getting it yeah. on she's loving it she's like oh yeah i've been waiting for this for so long and then the mask comes off and she's like oh you're not, Ralph. You're not who I thought you were. And then, you know, like starts like, get the hell off of me. And then he just decides to stab her to death with a pair of
1: scissors. And that one, well, it was too close to really, it was too close up. The The penetration of the scissors was too close up to actually see anything. But it yeah. looked like he almost like carved a hole into her stomach or her chest, like the way they were showing it. But yeah, we, we should go back because... I guess the only time that you actually see the moon in this movie that's called Bloody Moon is right in the very beginning. Yeah,
0: and it's not pati- and, it's not like it's a red
1: moon. It's it's not a red moon, but there's almost like a telepathic thing going on with Big Eyes and Scarface because she says something to the effect of, "Oh, we can't do this again" or something like that. Yeah. And 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 then later on, she's wearing this white see-through negligee and g-string and you know her tits are showing and scarface starts like kissing on her legs and stuff like i mean nothing ever becomes of it because she ends up stopping him but obviously they in the past at some point they've had an incestuous relationship
0: yeah it's like oh let's just shove some incest in here for good measure yeah
1: And I mean, it's never expanded on any farther than that. She just shuts them down and that's the end of it. Which is
0: another weird film because one of my mini shows from last year also involved incest.
1: You're going to have to refresh my memory on that one. Uh, Island of Death. Oh. (laughs) That's with the goat fuckers, right? Yep, that was with the goat fuckers. That
0: is a fucking crazy movie. All right. Have you seen it?
1: I have not, but I've heard enough of it to know that I probably don't want to.
0: (laughs) To be perfectly honest, it's not that bad of a film. It's it's fucked up and disturbing, but it's not that bad of a film. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, th- this film has it all. You've got incest. You've got child murder. You've got uh, genuine animal cruelty, which I wasn't a fan of.
1: Oh, the snake.
0: Yeah, a snake just yeah, gets his his poor little head cut off
1: for no reason. It's like, did did we need that in the film? I mean, yeah, I, know... I don't know why they added that. So yeah, they yeah, I don't know. Well, the snake comes down, and that was another thing. Okay, so Big Eyes is up in her room with the ant again. Oh,
0: God, yeah, that's where the snake comes from.
1: Yeah, and she's getting hysterical it, about a snake.
0: Right, and she named it, was it Damien or? Uh, I can't remember. It had some ridiculous yeah. name for a snake. But she's like, I, yeah, Where's I my snake? Well, if you got rid of my snake, where's my snake? My snake should be here. Tell me where the snake is. And then it yeah, cuts to she's the snake. freaking out. And then Antonio tries to play the hero type and just cuts the bastard thing's head off.
1: <laughs> and yeah, they they actually show the snake hanging cut in half from the tree and the blood is running right out of it dripping all over the place. So um, see so you had yeah, what, you, had a, you had a snake you had
0: a snake kill in 1980 with Friday the 13th and then in right. 1981 with this. What right. the fuck did the 80s have against snakes? <laughs> I mean I know I know it was a different time because obviously you know you had like films like Cannibal Holocaust and stuff L- luckily it seems to be a thing that's not really accepted in
1: films these days uh no not really I I think I think a lot of people have gotten away from the real uh, deaths of animals. So yeah. now it's. And, and like,
0: and don't get me wrong. I'm not like a vegetarian or a vegan or anything.
1: But oh, if you were, you would have said it about a thousand times by now.
0: <laughs> you know, I always said there's a difference between you know killing an animal because you're going to eat it and then just
1: killing it for no reason. Right, right. Which is reportedly what they did in Cannibal Holocaust.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like the, the they weren't
0: doing anything. With that turtle, that they wouldn't have done anyway, right? So it, it, at least in some element, it's not died for anything. Whereas in this and Friday the Thirteenth, they've they've just killed an animal for no reason,
1: right? For sure. So yeah, I mean, because you can't really eat a snake that small, and, and this isn't the kind of movie that would have warranted eating a snake anyway. So
0: no, it's like, I I don't I don't think the, the the film would have lost anything from not having that film in. <laughs> But it has lost so ink for putting it in because I'm like I don't I don't I didn't need this 80s stop killing snakes. And while we're on the topic of uh, Friday the 13th, this came out uh-huh. in 1981, right? And if you look into it, 1981 was a cracking year for slashers. You had The Burning Halloween that was a good two, one, right? My Bloody Valentine. I like that one. And Friday the 13th Part Two. Oh that's, yeah, that was that's sap- it, yeah. yeah, that's Sackhead Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how okay, how
1: yeah. how how do you think this compares to those slashes? Well, coming from an American, I I would say the American slashers are slightly better than this one. Definitely, I mean, this yeah, one. Yeah, they, I'd
0: I'd watch those four films over this any day.
1: They they uh they definitely this one definitely has more gratuitous nudity, which yeah, that's is just, that's just you know, the European for though, isn't it? But yeah, I would say in terms of plot and you know overall quality of the film, I would definitely go for the American versions over over this. And those four films
0: definitely had better effects.
1: Yeah, they did. Um, Compare you the know,
0: Pamela Voorhees fake head to the fake head in this one. It's Night and Day. Which
1: is odd. See, I, I still insist that this damn movie is Italian because <laughs> it just it rings so Italian to me. I don't know why, but you know, and and maybe because it isn't actually Italian, maybe because it is Spanish, but just, yeah, like you said, that transition from the real head, you know, her real head on the, on the slab of, of stone to the fake one, it was just so bad. And I really was hoping that it would have been better because that was a really cool and, and definitely a unique kill. Yeah, Because you never, you know, no, I, I mean, saws, yes, but you never see anybody use like a giant rock saw. And there was a, a lot of blood. The
0: blood like came gashing out.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: But I, I yeah. laughed. I wasn't shocked. I laughed because of how poor the head was. It completely took me out of the film. Yeah, it was bad. And it's not even the only instance of a bad effect. The, the guy with the facial disfigurement, it looks can... awful. <laughs>
1: You could see the edges on the makeup
0: yeah I, I've, almost, I've, I've seen, I've like seen was... better effect on your Instagram page. <laughs> and this this is this is a movie with money in it
1: yeah yeah it looked like uh the edges were peeling up so yeah but yeah you know i mean i can't imagine it had a very high budget and whatever budget there was probably went to the girls saying you know listen if you show your boobs we'll <laughs> you, pay pay you a little bit extra so but i mean i i don't know i i overall it wasn't it was entertaining it, it did get a little repetitive yeah you know it, with it, the the running and the oh my god who's the killer and it took me a while to get to get into it to towards the end when
0: it gets a bit more twisty turny and the kills are a bit more frequent it, i was getting more into it at first i was like oh this is uh
1: this isn't a good one. This isn't a good one. right. And and one thing that one thing that kind of threw me off and and irritated me was the fact that you know supposedly cabin thirteen or cabana or whatever they were calling it cabana Cab, cabin thirteen was the haunted one. Okay, so I I get that I understand that, but Inga, the girl who ended up getting her head cut off. She was faking her sex act in Cabana thirteen, but it wasn't her apartment or it wasn't her cabin or whatever. And then later on in the movie, somebody else they used Cabin thirteen as their apartment, but it was supposed to be Angela's who was the main protagonist. So they just they either didn't bother changing the number or they never noticed or whatever. I don't know. It just irritated me. I mean, and it's not a huge thing, but it's just one of those things, like, if Cabin 13 is supposed to be the haunted cabin, then you should at least know to change the number for the other girls who are in the movie and use it as their, you know, houses or, you know, living areas.
0: And if that wasn't her cabin, that just makes the destruction of the silky garment even worse. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so you're not even tearing up her. your own property <laughs> right um, she deserved I think, to have a I think, I think Angela though was the goody two-shoes so I don't think she would have had anything slinky like that. I mean, because ultimately she was the final girl. So, and I don't know if the rules had been established yet for, you know. Yeah, what makes a final? so girl. still
0: early in the slasher game. So nothing was uh, playing. I mean, look at the burning as a final boy.
1: Yeah, that's true. Wilfred, or not. Uh, what was his name? Was it Wilfred? I don't question. remember. Yeah, I yeah. don't
0: remember. <laughs> He wasn't a likable character.
1: No. I, you know, that movie was decent, but I... Yeah, I, I
0: love The Burning. The is one of my favorite slashes.
1: I'm much more partial to... Well, I know I know, Sabini did the makeup for that because he was pissed at Cunningham about... Jason becoming the killer. About, in the, yeah, Jason for, yeah. becoming yeah. the killer. But... You know, there are more. There are movies in the '80s that I enjoy a lot more, like Intruder. I, I freaking love that. Oh, movie. Intruder! So...
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do love it's... The Burning, but I yeah, Intruders just fucking fantastic. Yeah.
1: That movie's so goofy and off the wall, but the kills are just over
0: the top, awesome. <laughs> that's that's what I want in a slasher, though. I need fun in between the kills, right. I feel like yeah. Intruder hits the nail on the head.
1: Yeah, you know, because a, a film like a film movies. like
0: this, you just you're waiting for the kills. Whereas Intruder, you're just having fun with all the shit they're getting up to in between the kills. Right, and then to top it right. off, the kills are fucking fantastic.
1: They are some of the best. I th- I think you know, in terms of uh the ex or the the ingenuity and the imaginative the imagination or the imaginativeness if that's a, if that's a word of uh the kills in that movie are superior to some of i well like pretty much everything well not everything but you know what i mean Cause um,
0: the the thing that drew me to that movie was uh Bruce Campbell and the Raimi brothers being in it
1: uh, and uh, right they both were
0: yeah and not to get too far into it because i think it is one we do eventually want to do a full episode on the first time me and vic watched it we were just like where the hell is bruce campbell showing up and then we, i think <laughs> right. we got to halfway through the film we were like he's literally going to show up for one scene isn't he and then and that's he plays the, yeah. the police officer it's like oh there he is
1: and that's exactly what he does but then and now if do you remember well and Nancy and I brought it up way back when we covered it, but the story that the guy tells at dinner or at, at, on their lunch break is the same story that Nicholas Cage tells in Raising Arizona. Oh, and that's cool. because the Ramey brothers were good friends with the Coens, but the yes, Coens yeah. were good friends with the director of the movie. So it all kind of spins around and comes round and round. But yeah. And plus the movie is, you know, supposed to take place about 40 minutes from where nancy and i live now so
0: yeah yeah i remember you was bringing that up
1: that's pretty yeah. cool but yeah that's not the movie we're covering so no, that's, that's that's a much better movie <laughs> it was it was definitely a better movie
0: uh so yeah is there
1: uh anything else you wanted to bring up about bloody moon well we didn't actually talk about who the actual killer was uh yeah, they, they
0: they they sort of twist
1: it in the last 10-15 yeah. minutes yeah you find out that the professor is the killer, and he's working with big eyes because she wants control of the school from the Contessa, the aunt. Yeah, yeah, she wants the, the inheritance. Now, th-
0: this is my main problem with this scene, because as soon as you see them talking together, you already know what's going on. You're like, oh, okay, they're working together to frame her brother, Right. to put him in prison so she can get the inheritance. Okay, I'm with you. And then they just give you needless exposition explaining that all to you.
1: Well, right.
0: Like, yeah, it's like, we didn't need that. As soon as you've shown us them, like it clicks. Like, the film didn't need to hold our, our hands... To do that
1: and, and and speaking of the brother scarface we didn't even mention his kill that was a pretty cool one
0: of course yeah he uh he goes up to I, what was his motive here because he's heard everything that's going on with his sister because there <laughs> there was there was a scene during the incest bit where he's on about that he loves her because she's the only girl that's never made fun of him and then she he overhears her like oh you know he's always disgusted me his hideous face makes me sick and he's overheard all that and instead of confronting her, he's just like, well, I guess I'll just go have some fun with uh, the final girl. <laughs> yeah, with Angela again. Yeah, and so what are you playing at? Is is your sister
1: not the, the bigger annoyance to you right now? I think for him it was, I, I don't know, maybe he was just using Angela as, as a way of, like, if he killed Angela, maybe Big Eyes would accept him more, better. Or decide not to get rid of him or put him away him killing I think, well, see, yeah i don't it know makes it easier to frame him yeah 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 yeah, yeah you're right
0: so you're like, Oh, um, look, at, look at all this dna evidence oh he must have been the one that killed everybody else cool place closed chuck him in
1: dna didn't exist in 81
0: oh uh, yeah uh, well, <laughs> i mean it existed we just didn't know how to yeah. find it
1: yeah i don't know actually that's a good point but i well all that aside, he cops a he cops a uh, a brush handle through the neck. And, this is one and of the
0: better effects in. The yeah,
1: that one was pretty good because yeah, Angela, the final girl, shoves that br- that that uh, brush handle, like a pointy ass brush handle, right through his neck and out the other side, and uh, and he goes down. So and he, you know then you think he's dead.
0: Yeah, of course, then Angela to
1: to the or not Angela. But uh, big eyes ends up killing the professor, or wait, does she kill the professor? Uh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. big uh, she uses the hedge clippers on him on yep. uh yeah. on the professor, and then she goes back to the brother, Scarface, to brag about how she faked everyone out. He gets up, chokes her out, and then they both die and uh, swinging dick antonio carries angela away in the credits roll <laughs> the,
0: the, the the only downsides to the uh the brush through the neck and this isn't so much a downside to the film itself but there's definitely footage that at some point has been cut and reinserted
1: yeah and you know and the... i think because severin it, you know I didn't know if you know this, but they have their, they have a podcast and they only put out an episode once a month, but they talk about all their like new releases and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. And it's actually their, their show is only like four or five months old, but um, I've listened to the first three or four episodes and they discuss, you know, when they release a movie, they literally go worldwide searching for this extra clips and this extra, you know, cuts of film and they talk to the directors and the actors and whoever else. And they find, you know, as much as they can for the movie itself. And then when they bring it back to their headquarters, wherever they're at here in the U.S., you know, they insert, they take the negatives or whatever. And they, you know, they do the cutting and the editing and all that stuff. And they added all that stuff into it. So I suspect that's one of the what happened with those couple scenes that you brought up. Like, Yeah, you know. definitely. I
0: feel they were probably cut from yeah. the initial release and then they right, right. Back when they've been allowed to show that stuff but yeah they haven't been able to find the the like the proper print and it's just a copy and then it's just they've had to use the the uh the best that they they had
1: have you ever seen the legion cut of exorcist free no i have not actually seen any of the exorcists all the way through
0: of course yeah yeah we have actually discussed this before so yeah exorcist (laughs) free there's there's a director's (laughs) cut known Uh. as the legion cut when exorcist free came out uh the 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 producers or whatever the distributors they looked at the film and said you know like it's this film's too talky there's no exorcisms, we need to do some reshoots. So they did, they reshot it, and then it released to cinema, but they went back uh, to do the director's cut, but everything that they, they added back in, the print didn't exist anymore, so it's inserted with like really choppy VHS clips, so you just go from like this really nice full HD restoration, and then it just cuts to like this horrible, grainy-looking VHS clip, and it's a shame because it's a lot of Brad Dourif scenes, and he is phenomenal in that film. Right. But it, it, it's still yeah, worth no, watching. I,
1: it's just very, yeah. It's it's just a shame that that's the way it is. It's just one of those things that you can definitely tell there's a transition between the yeah, good film and the and the insert. It's,
0: it's better to have it in bad quality than to just not have it at
1: all. So you know, you gotta take what you're given, I suppose. Uh, You know, and there's a couple of films like that. I can't remember. I'm trying to, I'm looking over my things and I know I've seen one that has like crappy quality, you know, grainy inserts here and there, but I can't can't think of what it is off the top of my head so a lot of
0: the hg lewis films i've had uh, are very the same but that was more just due to the fact that they were cheap films and not preserved properly and a lot of frames were (laughs) damaged and they've had to insert them with it whichever version they can find but it's just insane that we're in this time where all these really obscure niche films are getting these treatments that honestly they probably don't deserve but I'm, I'm right. grateful for them.
1: Yeah, I would check out the Severin podcast. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, definitely. Just because, and like I said, it's only, you know, there's only four or five episodes out because they just started not too long ago and they only do one a month, maybe two. But yeah, they explain kind of for some of these movies, the process that they use for, you know, what film they're going to restore and where they get the, you know, the information and the director's commentary and you know stuff like that. So, but and and you mentioned the physical media aspect of everything and you know some of these releases that are coming out which kind of brings me to what Porcelain Peak were saying this morning or you know their newest episode. Yeah, newest um, as
0: of uh, when we're recording, which is mid-December,
1: yeah. they were saying that physical physical media is on the downside and on the downswing. And you know, actually, they mentioned you and the fact that mm-hmm. you have like a boatload of physical media. Not only physical media, but a boatload of Disney movies uh, that you know may or may not be released here in the near future on on physical copies. I hate streaming personally.
0: I think streaming is a good option, but I don't want it to ever be the only option.
1: Well, right. I, I much prefer having a copy in my hand that I can say, okay, this is, you know, definitely movie yeah. I'm gonna watch. I, I think uh, streaming
0: is great for T V, for like T V shows. Like if you want to The Office and just have them on, you know, repeat constantly, great. You know? I don't have to get up and change the disc every four episodes. But right. movie I will
1: always always prefer a physical copy but we we did actually buy the complete series of the office on on dvd so <laughs> yeah there you go yeah. knowing yeah knowing that it's going to come off of netflix soon but, <laughs> yeah, I, we, we, but yeah. we still got it on
0: our amazon prime for now so
1: okay so but i completely understand what you're saying having to get up and change the disc every you know after every four episodes or whatever it'll be a pain in the ass yeah But I I I prefer my hard copies.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, not to get uh, all snobbish, but a disc, a physical disc is always going to look better than a stream. Yeah. And yeah, it's in this day and age of companies deciding 20 years later, like, oh, that scene's not appropriate anymore. We'll take that out or we'll edit this (laughs) in or edit that out. And I'm just like, no. I don't ever want to get to a point like with the original Star Wars trilogy where it's like, yeah, you can't get these anymore. This is the version you've got to see.
1: Oh, I hate the star wars with the extra footage so much and and that comes from somebody who grew up in the star wars era. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely
0: going to be hard of someone that's grew up with them. For me personally it's not so bad cuz I don't know any different. I've just grown yeah. up with the special editions. I can't even say for sure if I've seen the original versions. I think well, we, I have at some point on VHS. Yeah. But
1: I can't You can definitely them. tell you can definitely tell where the new stuff is. I just, yeah, I hate it. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, I've got nothing you know, against
0: George Lucas coming in and doing a, a cut closer to what he envisioned. But don't. I do. He fucked him up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's fine as long as you can still get the original. Right. I I, yeah. Be, I would
1: much prefer I got these just new the versions,
0: originals. but you can still like look how many different cuts of like Apocalypse now and. Blade Runner there are, but at no yeah. point have they ever taken away the original version from you and said, like, you can't have this anymore. Here's your new cup.
1: I don't like the new ones.
0: But, but yeah. But,
1: uh, yeah. Back to Bloody Moon. <laughs>
0: yeah, and any one thing I do, entering up before I go, what the hell was that blue monstrosity the professional was wearing?
1: The sweater?
0: It's like a, a leather button-up jumper or something. It was in the scene where he's with uh, Big Eyes and the Contessa. He's got, like, this thick Uh blue leather garment on. Oh. And it's got, like, button-up clips, but not, like, down the middle, like, sort of from the shoulders. And it's like, what are you
1: wearing? Well, have you ever seen, like, Eddie Murphy Delirious? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I think that was just the style of the 80s honestly yeah um, yeah Something just, just have a have just leather aged well yeah could you, could you imagine like, wearing uh, that in the spanish heat uh, well yeah true but yeah i think that was just the style man oh definitely because, like, you but know, you, you look got, at like, it now like michael when jackson think, like what the
0: hell are you wearing
1: mate <laughs> but yeah because you got like michael jackson thriller uh eddie murphy delirious that that's that's just the style, you know. Yeah. Like yep. ugly oh, colored well, uh, leather. Um, I'm sh- I'm and... sure
0: in 30 years we'll be looking at films from now and thinking like, what the hell are they
1: wearing? <laughs> they were wearing pants and t-shirts. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, any any anything else about uh, a bloody moon or the sword of death that you want to bring up?
1: No, I think we're good. I mean, i we've pretty much covered everything and then some
0: all right sweet um before we go do you want to give yourself a quick little plug
1: well yeah i have done it briefly on some other shows but yeah i am ben i am one half of the gorehead podcast it's so fun to say that now because i used to be on the extreme horror replay show And, uh, but no, so now you can find us at a gorehead podcast, depending on when this mini so dropped. Okay. So we'll have an episode or two out, but our first episode is going to drop January 11th, 2021. Nancy is back. She is not dead and buried in the backyard, but we're going to, you know, we're, we're not experts. We're we're just fans and we're going to cover some horror movies. We're going to do some watch alongs. We're going to do some trivias and, uh, Yeah, we're just going to have a a fun time. We're back, you know, better quality, better content, better, uh, well, actually merch now, um, shirts and whatnot. But, yeah, that's a Gorehead podcast on Instagram, or I should say Gorehead underscore podcast on Instagram. And uh, Gorehead P, the letter P, Gorehead P on Twitter. Uh, Look us up. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Rate, review, subscribe, uh, all that good crap and uh that's about it good stuff man so, yeah but yeah
0: we're, we're all hyped for the uh the launch of the new show oh um, man I'm sure, this, yeah, I'm sure by the time this i'm sure by the time this out i would have enjoyed the first episode or two
1: yeah 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 yeah. you will have so yeah we're looking like i said january 11th should be the first one
0: thanks for joining me on this uh sode. it was good to talk to you again it was uh, good to talk about sleaze with someone who enjoys it for once <laughs>
1: right yeah even if it's not italian
0: yeah so even if we thought it was italian it's a it feels italian it feels definitely does yeah so before we go is this something you'd recommend to people
1: yeah yeah i would i mean if you're if you're gonna watch it yeah you just know that you're you're going into a slightly sleazy um, I mean, I've definitely seen sleazier movies, but just know that you're going into a slightly sleazy, somewhat GLO, in for the kills kind of movie, you know, it w- it was fun. It was definitely fun. But I, I wouldn't recommend it for, like, the casual viewer, so... Would you recommend it to Vic? Well, it's not Italian, so yeah. <laughs> but he liked, he liked pieces, so you never know. He did like pieces. I, yeah, I, 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 don't, I, don't,
0: I don't think he could get behind this, though. I've, I've got a feeling this would not be his uh, his forte.
1: Prob- well, yeah. Knowing what I, what I do know about him, yeah. I would say he probably would not like this one. But, yeah, I would recommend it as, you know, a good time. And, and I would definitely say this is like a guy's movie, you know, if you're sitting around with a bunch of your buddies and having a couple beers or whatever, and you just put it on. But yeah, I would recommend you watch it at least once, you know, just to see it.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd go for the same. Uh, if, if you're with the right people, it's not going to be one you uh, tell all your friends about, but that special <laughs> fucked up right. someone you'd be like, yeah, check out Bloody Moon.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, you yeah. gotta you gotta
0: have the right kind of audience. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining me with this chat and I'm sure
1: we'll talk again soon. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me. Had a blast as always. What would you say if we let you have a go with them?